Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Remember I said buying a put gives you the right to sell the stock at a specific price. Mm -hmm. So if I buy the stock itself and I buy a put, I now have a, a limited risk trade um, compared to having the stock by itself. And so what this does is it will limit your risk in the trade to the strike price that you buy and you still have the unlimited upside profit potential. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is going to provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, I have a special two guests on the line. We've got Chris Mercer and Rance Mayshek, both from marketgear.com. And this is a special sponsored episode. And if you guys want to head on over to marketgear.com slash Chris Ewell, that's me, C-H-R-I-S-U-H-L, they have an exclusive offer for you there. It's uh, fifty or it's two weeks free and then fifty percent off your first month of Market Gear. The really incredible platform that these guys have built. And uh, you know, thank you guys for coming on the show today. Glad to be here. Happy to well, be I here. I got to tell you, um, there's there's something with the market going on right now. And we were talking ahead of time, and we we came across the idea of maybe let's talk about how to protect your portfolio because you may be one of these new traders who just got into the market, maybe you happen to buy GameStop at the lows and you're looking at GameStop at 350, 400, 500 even, and you're like, I have no idea what to do at this point. Trust me, you are not alone, but I do have a couple experts on the line to tell you about <laughs> what maybe is a good idea. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see if we're an expert on this type of trading, but uh, we'll, we'll be glad <laughs> to talk about it. So, um, so should we talk a little bit about, you know, GameStop and, uh, you know, there's a few of them out there uh, that are in this kind of same uh, bucket right now. Uh, you know, there, there was, uh, you know, there's also Express, uh, BlackBerry, AMC, uh, you know, Nokia. These were all in that mix from uh, Wall Street Bets, right? So, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting game. I, I think we ought to address a little bit of this uh, game, GameStop, no pun intended there, but... Uh, you know, th this is a, you know, GameStop's up $95 today, right? What th this is, this is driven by, okay, th this is uh, what I would say is that a lot of market manipulation happens by hedge funds and people on Wall Street, right? If you don't think market manipulation happens, you know, uh, well, uh, it, it, it's, it clearly does. So there's all these people on Wall Street up in arms because now market manipulation is being done by crowdsourcing, right, through mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. social media. And it's been driving this higher. Now, one difference is that, you know, you had hedge funds betting against GameStop. Why? Because GameStop, 
is probably going to end up going away. I mean, GameStop is just behind uh, Blockbuster, right? They came behind Blockbuster and coming up in their rise, right? Because of gaming uh, lagging, uh, you know, uh, uh, what was that? Uh, VHS tapes, right? Um, <laughs> and then, you know, and then it went to DVDs and now it's all digital, right? And, and that company no longer uh, exists, I guess, except for one store that you can be, uh, that you can Airbnb. Um, but the the other, this is, you know, GameStop's in the same situation. As we go more and more digital downloads for uh, games, what's going to happen with GameStop? Uh, you know, you're going to, you can't, you know, go in and buy the the used, uh, you know, DVD of the game anymore. You know, that's more and more going that way. Um, and as far as going and buying consoles, uh, you know, there's there's cheaper ways to get that. There's cheaper ways to get new ones sometimes than the, the used ones through them. So, you know, this company has a problem. And that was why the, the hedge funds and that were betting against it. And social media, Wall Street Bets, jumps on this, pumps it up. The challenge with this, and I, I think it's very interesting. I mean, I'll tell you that uh, you know, before this, you mentioned uh, that you're an AMC. I also am an AMC, um, and but I'm not in GameStop, and I have a small amount of money in AMC because I realize that, that at the end of the day, GameStop is going to end up being worth what it's worth, which eventually will probably be zero, right? It's certainly not going to be worth $288 for This is a this is a, a false inflation. I'm not saying it's not a real number there, but the problem is the people getting in at the very end are end up getting hurt, right? And that's that's the real scary part about any of these. If you're in the beginning wave of it, uh, you know, I read an article this morning about, you know, uh, conversations on Wall Street Bets about like taking every bit of your money and throwing it at these things. And I, I, I think that that's a very, very dangerous game. Uh, but if you are going to play in that game, there's ways to do it in a little bit protected way, which is part of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. And and it is such a, I mean, it's awesome to watch, honestly. And awesome from the fact that um, I'm not on the wrong side of it. <laughs> I'm on the <laughs> side that's working. <laughs> I wouldn't be saying that if it were the other way. But but it's it's awesome to see because it it's it's changing the landscape. And, and, and in our industry, I couldn't have imagined anything better, right? You had... Crypto in the last three, five years that that exploded went from like a zero nothing space to I, I can only imagine tens or hundreds of thousands of new people who got excited about it. This, in a, in a way, is our Bitcoin, Bitcoin explosion that happened. Um, and this is it's amazing because it's bringing all these new people, all these new entrants, all this more liquidity. And we're getting exp excited people, young, excited people about finance. And maybe this was something that their grandfathers or whoever um, would tell them, you know, go and buy $200 of the S&P 500, you know, once a month, every month, and, and you'll retire rich, right? And they're looking at like, Grandpa, but if I put that $200 in GameStop or an AMC or in any of these other things that are about to explode, that $200, I can buy a Lambo at the end of the week. This is going to be <laughs> awesome, Grandpa. I know what's going on here, all right? You know what they call, know you know what they call that? You know what they call that? The top of the market. That's right. what they call that right there. But you got to enjoy it on the way up, Chris. Don't right. fight the wave. Ride right. the wave. Get the surfboard and go with it. My, my hope is just that people don't get burned too much in the process by getting in at the latter part of this because eventually GameStop is going to come down. And, you know, we, we hope that that people are smart about what they're doing there and don't get too greedy in the process. But I, I the one thing that you bring up that I think is an awesome part of this is the buzz of this is bringing uh, younger traders into the game. Um, and, you know, I will tell you that one of my very first trades uh, was on Adobe, like literally like my, my very, very first ones. And it was an option trade. And I made a lot of money. And then I got like cocky. And I was like, oh, this is easy. 
and then I got my head handed to me, right? So, so that's the thing about that, that right? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I still remember that stock today because of that, right? Because of, of the pain there. Uh, but uh, you just got to be careful. And, uh, you know, one of the things we want to talk about today is about protecting your portfolio. So this yeah. is uh, uh, something we can look at for this, uh, you know, very type of, uh, of news-driven okay. opportunity. Yep. So, so let's say I'm a new investor. I bought... I don't know. Let's just use round numbers. We bought 100 shares of GameStop when it was $10. So I spent, how much is that? A thousand bucks. Is that right? Is my, is my math right? 10 <laughs> shares at a thousand? Okay. <laughs> um, let's say now it's at 350, right? I've taken my potentially, you know, a thousand dollars and made multiple hundreds of thousands at this point. Right. Right. How do I protect my portfolio? Should I should I bail or should I be defensive? Well, you know, th this is. Uh, you know, feel free to jump in here, Chris, if you want to uh, on this. Uh, I, the the thing I feel if I look at options prices today, they are so incredibly high yes. um, because of what's driven this up. You know, and and th that's the challenge with this is that you end up with something that uh, you know does it really work? in the current market to do some of this stuff. And it's a little tough, right? And that's, that's the, so if I'm going to buy an insurance policy on something like GameStop, it's so expensive to be able to buy that right now um, that it makes it a little bit challenging to, <laughs> to be able to, uh, to really take advantage of. So that's a GameStop. It, it's like once it's gone into this meteoric rise um, and there is this risk of, of the collapse, um, you know, just to give you an idea, right this second, I just pulled it up. GameStop. Actually, can I share this on the screw? We're talking about Go this. Go for it. Share this for, for you know, share, like here. So let's just demonstration share purposes, this. Yeah. yeah. And actually, yeah. While, while you're pulling that up, just so the way I, I think we need to, uh, you know, phrase this for everybody is, look, this is not the same as, you know, stocks that you think are overvalued. Stocks that have gone up in the post-COVID rise, right? We talked earlier off camera about uh, Tesla, for example. And, you know, there's all this time where everybody said it didn't make sense and, you know, it wasn't it didn't justify the price level, but it was a, it's a, it's a legitimate company that's growing and the stock rose at a decent pace, right? This is a stock that when we talk about GameStop here, you know, this is a stock that has popped because of some manipulation. We're talking all inside of the last three or four or five days, right? This entire move has happened. It's not justified. There's going to be some regulatory checks on how this occurred, but that's why the options pricing here is going to be so different because everybody knows this is this thing's way overvalued, right? No right. one should be buying this stock up here. And so the the options, we could have a whole other podcast with you, Chris, and we probably should at some point in time on what it means to have these options being priced like this, right? Because it's so ridiculous. I know that's not the topic for today. Well, it's, it's not just these options. On. Like options across the market have exploded in value. In fact, I, I had some short put spreads that were doing really well and then all of a sudden the market came down a couple of days ago and like the Vega, the, the, the volatility value of these options exploded. Mm -hmm. I was close in put spreads that should have closed for like, I don't know, a buck 50, something like that for $3. And I'm like, how did this happen? I'm going to step out for a minute. This does not feel right at all. So I got burned a little on that, but I mean, that's just the nature of trading. Sometimes you lose. So I wasn't mm -hmm. too concerned, but I mean, the whole market's. Yeah, exactly. but when you, when you see right when you see the the cost of some of these puts on uh, GameStop, it's it's I mean you're talking about hundreds of dollars just to buy out of money protection. I mean it's crazy. Right. 
You got to right now to buy the 280 put. Now, first of all, we're jumping right into this, and and I I think for just for the listeners that aren't familiar with this, let me just mention really quick. First of all, anything we do today is as educational only. We don't want to make any recommendations here, and we are going to talk about insuring your portfolio. And we're going to do that with puts. Uh, for those who don't know what a put is, let me just really quick. A put, uh, you know, we talked about calls a couple weeks ago and the bull call spread and that. A put, when you buy a put option, you're buying a contract that gives you the right to make somebody else buy the stock from you. In other words, you have the right to sell that stock at a guaranteed price for a specific period of time. And that's what we're talking about here. So if I look at it from that concept of if I'm buying a put, I'm I'm setting myself up to be able to force somebody else to buy the stock from me, right? So if I come in here and look at this right now, the two so the stock is at 282 right now. Um the 280 put uh, is going for 160 and the, the, so I'm going to spend $160 for an insurance policy to be able to sell the stock at, at, at 285 Well, that puts my, you know, if I ended up doing this, my cost basis is down around, uh, what, 20, uh, 120, 120. right? Yeah. So about 120 So, so, uh, I mean, I, it, it's really kind of not cost based. I'm sorry. My risk is at 120. So I, I have a, by putting this insurance, but here, here's a way to, put, to describe this here, Chris. Um, insurance is a great thing to do. You know, one of the things I usually use as an analogy, because people don't think about insuring their portfolio. We talk about, well, what about insuring your, uh, your car or your home? And, you know, I've had people say to me, in fact, there was a, there was a lady that I met back, this was back in 2000, very first part of 2000, I'm doing Traders Expo, talking about the importance of this. And this woman stands up in my presentation and talks about, well, that's a waste of money. You shouldn't be doing that. That's like, you're, you're spending this money on nothing. And um, then I went back to uh, that city and uh, did a, a, an in-depth seminar on uh, in-depth training uh, in that April. And March of 2000 was when the dot-com bubble burst. I see her in the room and I'm like, I, I told my staff, I said, look, you know, refund her, do whatever. I really don't want her here. Um, mm. And so then she comes up to me in tears about how much money she had lost and was so wrong about her viewpoint on this um, because when the dot-com popped and it dropped down, you know, uh, one of those you know, those black swan events that are supposed to be mm -hmm. once in a generation, right? That, by the way, March of 2000, then you got 9-11, September 11, 2001. Then you got 08, financial meltdown. And then you had the COVID thing here this year, and uh, last year in February. So this once in a generation thing seems to be happening a little bit more. Now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, it's kind of like our storms too, right? They're more frequent. Uh, but buying a put, uh, it's like, let's put it this way. If, if I have a house in Florida, um, and if I were to, and it's on, it's on the canal, five houses from intercoastal. And if I wanted to buy a hurricane policy on that, when there's a hurricane off the coast heading to me, if you could get it, it's going to be an incredibly high policy. That's right. exactly what we're doing here. There is a storm of brewing. Um, we know that GameStop is not valued this high, uh, but there's still people betting it's going to go higher. The 280 call is $156, right? So, um, so either way here, it's an expensive game to play because we're in the, the mix of this wild, wild volatility. Yeah. Um, you know, so 
I, I, you know, while I think it's a good strategy for some of this, I think that this is really a buyer beware. You have to be careful getting into some of these. You know, if you look at what's going on right now, uh, you know, you had mentioned um, AMC. You know, AMC is hanging here around twelve dollars right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, th this is the early part of that game. And if, yeah, twelve dollars, twelve dollars, right? You know, three hundred dollars is three hundred dollars, right? That's a right. lot different than twelve. So yeah. it's a little bit risky playing up at this level with uh, with GameStop at this point. Uh, actually, quite risky. Not saying you can't make money, but just don't play with money you can't afford to lose there. You know, I saw an article about people putting like, you know, oh, go put everything you got, put your entire, you know, wealth thing toward these things because you'll come out of here. So, you know, uh, the the Lamborghini comment we said, before we started <laughs> it, right. Uh, the, the challenge with that is uh, some of those will happen. Some of those will be, you know, back to zero or depending on how they're leveraged, potentially below zero. Uh, although, Rance, although, Rance. Yes. Pull up, uh, pull up your option chain on Facebook just to give a counter. I was just thinking about stocks that are kind of priced in the same general, uh, you know, games, uh, GameStop, some of the two hundred high two hundreds. We pull up Facebook and go to your options chain, right? And let's take a look at what comes up for the put. So this is also this is a two hundred fifty dollars stock, a couple bucks less, but whatever. But look at the at the money puts here, right? They're only twelve dollars, right? Because it's 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 much more reasonable. It's not one hundred eighty five dollars to buy some at the money protection. So what we're gonna when we get into the actual point of the 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 lessons there today and the slides that you made, you know, this is what we're really talking about is using something like this to buy it on GameStop is probably not valid. You're giving away half of your gain on the stock just yeah. to buy the insurance. And it's just that not the sense. same thing. Right. 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 Yeah. So, so, so I think that, you know, the, the, the thing about this, we'll wrap up on the, on, on this uh, wall street bets thing and, and move into this, but I, I think that it's an interesting place to play. Um, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying whatever you do with it, expect that to, 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 to potentially go away. Uh, and if it goes to the moon, awesome. And if it goes, you know, uh, you know, through the floor, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to change your lifestyle. Right. And yeah, that's the, yeah. that's the thing about that, that you really want to, to watch. So, uh, so as we're talking about this, so I do want to make mention of, of, uh, you know, in fact, we got Facebook's a great one to, to do on this. Uh, let, let me explain what we're talking about insuring a portfolio real quick. If we can here, the, the, the protective put is just a very simple concept. I remember I said, buying a put gives you the right to sell the stock at a specific price. Mm -hmm. So if I buy the stock itself and I buy a put, I now have a, a limited risk trade um, compared to having the stock by itself. And so what this does is it will limit your risk in the trade to the strike price that you buy. And you still have the unlimited upside profit potential um, in the trade. And so if we look at this from. It's, it sounds, Rance, like you're describing a long call. Does the mechanics of it work out in a similar way? So if if you were to actually overlay the two, right? Mm -hmm. If you were to overlay a long call risk graph, you know, uh, to to a, uh, um, a, a protective put, it actually is a very very similar risk profile, right? Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, since we're talking about that, this is a long call. I'm mm -hmm. going to take a picture of this right now, just for those of you weren't with us a couple weeks ago. This is the stock price compared to your profit or loss in the trade. So right now, here's what the stock is. Where that that vertical line is as the stock goes up, you go, you can make money in the trade as the stock goes down, you can lose, but only to a point, And that's your, your risk on that trade. So I'm gonna take a picture mm -hmm. of that. And then I'm going to go over here and, um, and I'm going to do the, uh, the protective put. Um, and, uh, then if I look at that, literally they are on top of each other. Wait, did right? you just like map that out inside the platform? Yep. Ah, yeah. oh, 
I've been looking so, for somewhere to do that. So I, this I used is... to, there was an old platform I used to have where I could do it. Um, but uh, Tastyworks doesn't allow that kind of functionality. I, I use Tastyworks. Um, and it doesn't allow something like this. And I've been looking for a place to do that. Sweet. Okay. And by the way, it's super easy to do, right? You can actually compare three trades together. But if you look at this, you can see here that you can almost not tell that they're different. But if you're seeing this on the screen, there's a red one and a blue one there, but they're right on. So they are virtually the same mm -hmm. profile. What's the difference, though, is that, number one, uh, there are people that want to, uh, you know, uh, own the stock. Um Actually, I was on a, a, a session this morning. We were talking about uh, dividends and um, that, you know, that uh, like AT&T right now is paying 7% dividend. Um, and, you know, and then we're talking about like, you know, we could have a conversation about dividend in a future session if we want to. But uh, but it's something where investors, uh, somebody that's going to have something for a, a period of time in their portfolio, not just uh you know, uh, quick trade options traders want to be able to have that because you do get the benefit of of that. And by the way, the stock doesn't expire. I mean, once it goes to zero, but, you know, uh, expires mm. bankruptcy or something like that. But in, in general, you know, Facebook's not going to expire. The option will. And mm -hmm. and this was out till, till February. So if it doesn't go up enough by then, you're going to have a, a little bit of a problem with, with this. So, so they're similar in the profile, but the approach, if you have a, a you know, a, a decent amount of capital when you're in stocks, uh, and I'll tell you one perfect example of this that I, uh, and I do this a bit, is coming in earnings season. If I have stocks that I think are, you know, a little bit more at risk of having a problem there, I might go in and put, uh, you know, a protective put on uh, on something like that. And so, uh, you know, there's, you know, so it has a similar profile by itself, but then if you bring it in, we're owning the position, uh, I, I want to protect it for a window of time, um, and that it's a it's a pretty valuable thing to do. So there there are as we talk about protecting, there are a couple of things I just want to mention though um, about this. There's uh, there's four real quick points here. One is what strike price to use, right? So we're sitting here talking about Facebook and talking about at the money, um, and you don't want to buy an at the money. Um, you're going to want to go out two things. Number one, you want to go out further in time. So I'm going to go look at like, let's say June, for example. Um, so that's, you know, almost six months, uh, five months plus. Uh, and so if I'm looking at that, um, and then if I look at my, uh, my strike prices here, the, uh, let me just go get a few more strikes. On well, why it. would I want to go out in time? I mean, I want to protect uh, it this week. Well, it's going to be cheaper to do it this week. Why, why not do it closer? Great question. If I if if I buy a one week option, that option at the end of this week is going to be worthless, mm -hmm. right? Assume I mean assuming forget stock movement, right? If I'm out if I buy an out of the money put to protect myself from it going down, and I were to go buy uh, something here of the stocks at two fifty seven, and I were to go down here and let's just say two forty for an example, this is only a dollar fifty seven, but at the end of the week. Uh, this is going to be, you know, next Friday, this is going to be worthless if the stock did not fall substantially, right? So time decay <clears throat> hurts a short-term option uh, effects because it depends on what you're buying or selling. In this case, we're talking about buying. So it hurts a short-term option a lot more than uh, time decay is going to hurt a longer-term option. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> if I go out to my June position here, I'll just take a look at this for just one second. Um, and I go out to June and then you can look at what what strike price? So for example, right now with it at 257, if I bought the 255, that's a $25 option. That's really expensive. Even though it's protecting me until June, that's pretty darn that's pretty darn high. Mm -hmm. What I want to do is uh, you know, it's like if you went and bought zero deductible car insurance, 
that premium is going to be a lot more money right. than if you buy $5,000 deductible car insurance, right? Now, my car insurance is $1,000 deductible. Some people have two fifty, whatever your risk factor is. But that's the thing about this that's so great. I have a choice of my risk factor. So if I want to take on, uh, you know, let's say a 10% risk, that option drops literally about in half in value from $25 to 13 you know, if I go down here to, okay, I'll take a, I'll take a little more risk than that, but I'm not going to risk more than $200 no matter what. Now I'm at, I'm at six fifty for that. And it's all the way out until June. And here's the thing about this. I'm not going to ever hold this till June because the way time decay and an option works as it, you know, if I go out till June, by the end of April, I'm still going to have most of that time value left. The majority of it's going to come out in the last 30 days last 60 days, right? So so if I buy it now, it, and I went and looked at this trade, you know, if we, if we did mark this, we went and looked at it in April, uh, we're going to see that this June trade, uh, you know, forget stock movement for just the time value part, isn't going to see a substantial decay in value. So what I'm going to do is I'm never going to hold this insurance policy out till June. I'm going to look at like by April, if I still want to do it, I'm going to then uh, uh, sell that one. And then I'll go buy another one again, further out in time um, for that. So I'm never going to hold it during the last 60 days, 45 to 60 days toward expiration, because I don't want to experience that faster time decay. There's Here's the, the way. Oh, go, go ahead, Chris. Well, I said the other way to look at that too, Chris, is this, like, let's say you're right. I'm, I'm worried about earnings next week, right? I'm not worried about six months out. But I'm worried about earnings mm -hmm. next week. Okay. But let's say I buy this, this put that he's pointing to the 200, right? If if the earnings don't do anything to the stock, if it doesn't really, let's say it just is completely flat and still sitting at the same price after earnings, I can still turn around and sell these things for this price, right? Whereas the the short ones, the the February ones would have expired at zero, right? They're gonna because they're only a week out. So I I'm gonna lose that money for sure on the February ones, just having that protection. Whereas here they're probably still gonna be worth this. If the stock does go down some, a little bit these might go up in value even, and it didn't really hurt me because I'm not worried about a little five-point pullback in Facebook just because of earnings. You know, what I'm really worried about is what, what if something goes really wrong and it drops like you know 100 points on earnings or something like that. That's completely yeah. protected then. And meanwhile, if, it, if it's good news for them, I still have the stock, and I'm just I, then as, this thing, as the stock goes up, let's say it jumps up 25 points, you know, these puts might be worth a little less money, but that's fine. That was what the protection was for. I can still sell them and lose a point or so, and it's not the end of the world. So here's the way that I'm interpreting it. Let's say that the stock is like my car and I bought a year's worth of um, car insurance mm -hmm. and I decide to drive cross country over the next, I don't know, three weeks. And then once I get back, you know what, I'm going to park the car in the garage for the next six months or so. Um, so I don't really need my insurance anymore. So even though I bought a year's worth of policy, it's going to sit in the garage. It'll be fine. So I'm going to call my insurance agent up and say, all right, cancel it. Give me a refund for the difference. Am I hearing that correctly? That is exactly correct. That is exactly correct. Cool. And here's the thing, Chris, you do that with insurance. They front load the cost, right? You know, you're not going to, you know, if you bought six months and a month later, you ask for a refund, you're not going to get five months, you know, you get five months back, but it's not five Chris. slight, right? They're going to front load that a little bit. In this case, it's backloaded. Right. It's it's loaded toward the end of the uh, option. Life, okay. Not with the, the time decay you're talking about. Right. Because of the time decay. So gotcha. my cost of holding a six month option for the next month is going to be relatively small. Hmm. 
And, okay. and that's the thing about this. In fact, actually, you know, we're talking about the platform here. Let me just show you something real quick. Here's my put. I'm just going to look at the put itself. And I go here and this is looking at it all the way out to June. And if I look at this, I have the risk of the uh, the, the whole uh, amount of this, of uh, the $650 at risk if I were all the way out there. But if I were to look at this trade for, uh, instead of going all the way out to June, I were to look at this till, uh, let's say we said a month, so let's go to the end of February here. Um, I'm only going to see about, uh, let's see if we go back to the end of this, we're going to see about about $100 of that at risk, right? So of that $650, that's five months. In one month of it, I've only got about $100 at hmm. risk. By the way, a cool thing here that you can do this. You can look at any date you want, and it'll tell you about what the risk factor is going to be yeah. on that. Uh, on that time period. So, so you can get a, a real good sense of that versus, you know, holding it all the way out to that expiration timeline. So uh, you can kind of weigh that out uh, as you're making those decisions. But so protecting yourself for that window. And again, like you said, oh, I have it for a month. Well, let's say you're going to hold it long term. I'm still never going to hold this out to June. By around April, I'm going to move this out to my next one. And I get to take yeah. that premium in, that two months of premium in to go buy another six months. And it's not going to cost me near as much uh, because I'm going to bring in so much of that premium back the first time. So uh, plus sense. you could also move it up and down and accordingly. And by doing this, um, yeah, there's a little bit of a risk factor here because you're giving up that and I'm giving up somewhere around 13 cents on the gain of the stock versus this, right? It's like, it's a minimal amount to, to, to do, you know, I'd rather have 87% of the profit with an absolute floor than 100%. I mean, it's the same thing in your house. You know, if you're paying your homeowner's insurance and you were looking at that as a cost basis adjustment in your property, that's going to reduce your profitability, but but you're protected in case of catastrophic. And that's hmm. exactly what this is doing too. That's pretty right? cool. You know, I've actually, um, I've seen some ads for different car insurance carriers that uh, you know, with the pandemic and whatnot, we're all sitting at home a lot more. I got to tell you, I used to put, I don't know, let's call it 100 miles a week on my car. I might do 100 miles a month at this point. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Probably more like 60. Um, but that's their whole deal. So it's like, look, you're not driving as much as you used to. Come to our insurance carrier because we we only cover you when you're driving your car kind of deal. So yep, yep. So same so let me, same thought here. Okay. Yep. So just, just being cool. respectful of everybody's time and making sure you get the value. A couple things I always want to mention real quick uh, is uh, what strike price. What strike price we already talked about. We said you know it's a deductible. Think about it as a deductible. How much deductible am I going to take in? Uh, uh, you know, take that, on here, right? And the more deductible, deductible I'm willing to take on, the less the premium is going to cost me. So you want to weigh that out. I'm going to tell you one of the rules that I live by personally is that I generally like the delta of what I'm buying. So the delta, uh, the delta here of what I'm buying to be no more than 20, right? Okay. I, you know, so that's kind of my rule of it uh, on that one. But it also depends on what risk tolerance you have and all that. Um the the other thing about this is let's talk about timing of entry. So you can do this as an entry. It's called a protective put if you do both of them at the same time. But if I own a stock and I'm going through a rocky time, let's say that you know an earnings season that you really kind of question, you know, I mean we talked about Facebook. Facebook is going to be hitting some regulatory concerns, right? You know, with what happened and all those things, there's there's going to be some looking at this. And so if there's a window there where you think that's going to be risky, you could look at adding that to the position, as you said, just for that window of time that you're driving cross country, you know, just that window of time that Congress is talking about what they're going to do to these guys, right? So it's a great opportunity to be able to do that. How far out is a really important thing. I, I what One of the things that happens with 
people buying options, whether it's for this or just buying a call or whatever, that the challenge is people buy short-term options and they have this, they hear this little vacuum sound in their account. The vacuum sound is time decay, sucking money out of you. you know, and, and by buying more time, it generally actually ends up costing you less money. So go out, you know, if you're going to hold a short-term position, I'd still go out at least twice to three times the length of time you plan on being in it. Um, if it's yeah, that's that, what you were I, saying last time. And that, that makes, that, that really rung true to me when you were talking about should you buy or sell an option. You were saying go out at least twice as far as you think the move would take. So yep. that that's something that I really took away from our last talk, and and I'm glad you brought it up again. Same thing, right? And then and then other considerations here. One of the things about this is you know uh, as it gets closer to this, as we already mentioned, you know if I'm, I'm buying the June one, by the time I get to the end of April, I'm looking at rolling that out if I plan on staying in that stock, right? Mm -hmm. And when I roll it out, I also might if the stock's gone up, I might move it up closer to where the stock is. Uh, you know, now if it's gone up quite a bit. So that's another piece that we want to consider on it. And then I want to make one more mention about buying a stock on margin here. Um, and, uh, you know, if you bought, you know, if you go back here and you look at uh, Facebook and we talk about buying Facebook on margin, you're talking about putting up a hundred and a quarter for a $250 stock, rough numbers, right? So, um, but the reality is you still have the entire 250 at risk, right? Mm -hmm. And you're paying interest for the money you're borrowing. So, you know, I mean, that I can't get out of. But what I can say is that if the stock were to collapse um, and you don't have any protection on, you get margin called, you get forced out of it, you know, things like that happen. In this particular instance, if I were to, and I'm going to put my stock on here as well, since we now are talking about that, if I have the stock and I have this um, protective put, what do I do on, uh, let me clear that. Uh, so if I have the stock and I have that protective put, what happens in that particular case is as the stock goes down, I cannot lose uh, more than the strike price I bought. So on my mm -hmm. example here, 210. So uh, depending on your broker, you don't even get margin called because you have a contract that says that you can sell it at 210. I don't care if it's at $10. You can still sell it at 210. Who's going to buy it at 210? The person who sold the put. They don't have a choice. They're yeah. obligated, right? right? So so if you're going to trade on margin, now you have to watch your brokers because some brokers, they don't pair them and, and, and use that to eliminate the margin call, but uh, but most do today. Um, so, But even if it is the case, you still didn't lose the money on it, right? You still mm -hmm. had the guaranteed sale price on that particular, uh, you know, on that particular stock. So, uh, so it's a great way to, you know, generally speaking, if you're an active trader, not really a, 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 a thing for this. And I mean, I do my active trading, but I also have my longer positions in that. And that's where I'm using this to protect, especially uh, when the storms are potentially there. Again, don't do it when the hurricane's on the horizon. Do it as you enter before, you know, as you're coming in on hurricane season. Right. So uh, yeah. that's the that's the kind of th thing you want to consider on it. So um, that's a little bit about, you know, some things you can do to protect yourself with the protective put. It's no different than buying insurance on your home or your car. It's or like whatever. life insurance for your portfolio. Right. If it, right, if exactly. it dies, you, you get paid. Yep. OK, you got it. I like that's that. exactly correct. Yep. That's it. Cool. Well, I'm really glad we went through all this. I mean, like it's for for somebody who's new out there and, and really not knowing how to handle some portfolio risk. I think these kind of lessons are are highly, highly valuable. And Rance and Chris, I really appreciate you both going through all the intricacies of what it takes to to put on a protective put and why you would put on a protective put. It's not a gamble. 
it's it's life insurance for your portfolio. I mean, think about this. Options can be used as a leverage tool, as a speculation tool, or as a hedging risk management tool. And that's what we're talking about today is about a risk management tool for you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So before we go, make sure, since you listened all the way at this point, you really do care. And I appreciate that. Make sure you head on over to marketgear.com slash Chris Ewell. That's me right there, Chris Ewell, C-H-R-I-S-U-H-L. You will get two weeks of the Market Gear platform that Rance was just demonstrating on, which I don't know if you noticed. Um, there was actually a couple of points where I was like, whoa, I didn't know you could do that. So I uh, I love when Rance has those little little thing, little nuggets right there. And you're going to get 50% off your first month after your first two weeks free. So guys, thank you so much for, for coming on, sharing all this really, really important insight and giving us uh, such a sweet deal to start off at Market Gear. Uh, glad to be here. Enjoyed, uh, always enjoy working with you, Chris. Enjoy that. Uh, thank you, guys. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're going to find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimMinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.